everybody, I'm Brian Clapp, VP of Content and Engaged Learning at WorkInSports.com, and this is the Work in Sports Podcast. Happy Monday, everybody. I have to apologize for not having a Monday show last week. As most of you know, we are in the midst of a merger with iHire, which is incredible. We're going to have so many new tools and products to make your sports job search better than ever. But these mergers are tough. And it's not tough because of any problems, just a lot of work. There's a lot of time-consuming things that goes into making sure that everything works as it should so that there's no delay in service that we provide to you, our audience, our users. There's so many details we need to be prepared for. And Monday last week, I just got a little too jammed up. I'm sorry. I apologize. Forgive me. I don't like missing production days. I love this show and all of you, and I don't want to take that for granted, and I don't take it for granted. So please understand This show and all of you are important to me, and I promise I won't miss any more days. But trust me, this merger and all that we are adding, it's game-changing and so worth it, and I'm so excited, and it's all going to be great, and I'm going to start telling you more about it in the near future, hopefully. So for right now, though, let's get to the stat line. Oh, and just so you know, I had a meeting last week with our new analytics team, and the stat line is going to undergo a major upgrade soon. The data and knowledge and trends that I'll have available to me is like incredibly mind blowing. So I'm, I'm, I'm fired up. I'm super excited about it. I can give you more research and data and information that will help you because I don't know, you know that I can share my opinion and thoughts and experiences, but sometimes hardcore data matters. Data, data, whatever, doesn't matter. Um, and I'm going to provide it to you and we're going to do that routinely. But for right now, Stat number one, as you guys know, longtime listeners, the stat line is where I share some recent data over the last week to let you know what the trends are in the sports industry. Stat number one, 24,344. That's how many jobs we have on workinsports.com right now. That is up about 1,000 from last week, about 5%, which is incredible week-over-week growth. And the first time we've been over 24,000 jobs since last year, pre-coronavirus. So this is like those benchmarks we keep hitting. When we went into coronavirus last year, we were at 25,000. That was our highest ever. We're back up to 24,344 now. We're knocking on the doorstep of our all-time high. That's recovery in action. And it's really impressive. Stat number two, we added 3,036 new jobs over the last week. That is also an increase of 6% over the previous weeks. That trend line is going back up of adding a lot of new jobs, which stat number three equals out to 434 fresh jobs added every day of the week over the last week. That's a lot of new opportunity coming on the site every day and a lot of good reasons for you to keep checking in on the site and seeing what's out there. Okay, the second part of the stat line is I always try to highlight three jobs that stood out to me that I think could be interesting for all of you listening, but also just to give you a vibe on what's happening in the industry. First job, account executive with the Iowa ECHL team. Now, two reasons I wanted to bring this one up. One, last year at this time, I had on Ryan Krellen, who is the commissioner of the ECHL on a show, and he was great. It was just, I interviewed him before coronavirus became a thing, published the interview, and then their whole world turned upside down. They had to cancel the season like so many other leagues did. And I was really worried about them. I was really worried about a lot of minor league teams being able to, I think they have razor thin margins a lot of times. I was worried that they would not be able to come out of this unscathed. 
And they are. They, they are here and they have a new ECHL team in Iowa. They're seeking a driven, enthusiastic, highly motivated, competitive sales executive who wants to build a career in sports business. So they're going to generate revenue through the sale of full season, partial season, and group ticket plans, very standard account executive type role in our industry. But these are this is a full-time sales position in Iowa. A lot of people message me all the time and say, hey, you always talk about jobs that are on the East Coast and the West Coast and some of these major hubs. What about the middle of America? Well, here's a good one. Iowa ECHL team, they don't even have a name yet, but they're hiring salespeople and they're going to generate business revenue using all sales methods, close calls, face-to-face appointments, prospecting, and networking. Love to see face-to-face appointments coming back into job descriptions. It's always cool. Job number two, director of game presentation for the Rochester Americans. All right. I think game presentation jobs are pretty cool. And for a creative guy like myself, I love the visuals. And so I I just saw this one and it stood out to me. So they prepare a cohesive presentation of Rochester Americans and Rochester Nighthawk home games that present all aspects of hockey and lacrosse games to fans in attendance. You are that person that's jazzing up the crowd, getting things going on the Jumbotron, making sure the display in there is cool, the whole game presentation, everything from, you know, the singing in the national anthem at the beginning to videos that come up on the board. I mean, music and everything. Utilizing all available audio and visual technology, the director is responsible for presenting live action feeds and replays while integrating entertainment and sponsored elements into stoppages and media timeouts on the HD video board. Pretty cool gig. I think I'd check that one out. And the final one I want to bring up is the manager of community relations for the San Jose Quakes of the MLS. Now, one of the reasons I see this, I see manager of community relations and I think, okay, that's a probably a little bit more advanced job. That's probably five to six years type of experience. But I was looking through this job description. They said they were looking for one to two years of experience. So this is within reach for a lot of young people getting started in the industry. If you have a passion for community relations, and I know you guys do, guys and gals do, because whenever I publish a podcast episode where I interview someone in community relations, whether it's Loretta Kerner from the San Jose Spurs, Kevin Brown from Detroit Red Red Wings, or Tiara Brown from the um, Charlotte Hornets, those numbers go through the roof. There are a lot of you out there that are into the community relations, want to think about that as a career. And this job is looking for someone with one to two years experience at a major league soccer team. They deal with player and talent relations, marketing and communication support, cross-departmental support, and community relations programming, which sounds super cool. So those are three really neat opportunities that are available right now in the sports industry on WorkInSports.com. Check them out. And that is the stat line. Okay, let's get into today's question. It is a good one from Janelle in Missouri. And this is a concept I hadn't really thought of until she brought it up. And I put some time thinking into it, thinking about it this morning and really like where this conversation is headed. So Janelle's question. Hi, Brian. Thank you so much for your show and the effort you put into its creation. It's clear how much you care and want to help others. Thank you, Janelle. I did skip last Monday's show. I don't know if you heard me in the beginning, but uh, I do feel bad about that, but I do care. I still care. Back to Janelle. I have a question for you about interviewing for internships. I've heard you talk about asking follow-up questions at the end of a job interview. And I wonder, do you ask different questions when it's for an internship versus a full-time job? You know what, Janelle? Great point. I love this question. Now, I say this a lot, but I really do love this. Why? Because so many people in our audience are college students trying to get that first gig, still doing internships, still gathering experience. But there is a distinction There is a different goals that you have in either situation. 
there's a difference between what you want to know when you're in the internship process versus the full-time job process. So let's discuss it. Top-level discussion, your motivation is completely different in these questions. When you're applying for a full-time job and in the interview cycle, you're trying to discover long-term fit. Will this culture support your growth? Are there career growth opportunities? Does their business have a long-term revenue plan so they'll exist in the coming years? Those are the things you're looking into and trying to understand and ask questions about so you know if you can stick it out with this business and it's going to grow you in the right direction. But when you're applying for internships, it's a little bit different. Your motivation is different. Your timeline is different. You need to make sure that your questions revolve back to the theme of, is this the right opportunity for me right now. As a college student, you may only have the opportunity to do two to three internships. You can't waste that time stuffing envelopes for a nothing company. You need to maximize your opportunities. And the best way to do that and to know for sure is to ask questions during the process. You can read the job description. You can research the company. But in that moment, you got to ask questions that probe and get deeper into the conversation of, is this the right choice for me right now? If I only got two to three shots to do an internship and get experience on my resume, is this the place I want to spend the next six months? Is it worth it? Now, quick tip before we get into the type of questions you can ask on an internship interview. Remember, so many interviews are happening right now using video, and that's going to continue for a while. It's still going to be a lot of video interviews. My big trick, and I tell this to you guys all the time, and I want to make sure you're hearing it and you're putting it to use. When you're on video, you may have an interview that lasts for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour. At the end of it, you may be like mentally drained because you were so on your your edge and you were focused the entire time. And then you, when they say, well, what questions do you have for me? You might forget. You might be like, oh, gosh, I'm totally drawing a blank. Have sticky notes around the outside of your computer, around your webcam. They'll never see them. They don't know they're there. Put sticky notes with your questions on them or just bullet points to remind you. It's going to be just a quick reminder you can glance at and get yourself back on track so you don't forget things. Total low-tech advice, but it works. Trust me. Number two on the quick tips before we get into the exact questions you want to ask when you're on an interview for an internship, have more questions ready than you think you will need. You're going to go into it. Maybe you have five to 10 questions you've prepped that you want to have at the end. Some of them are going to get handled. Some of them are going to get discussed. Some of them aren't going to be quite as relevant. So be prepared with more than you think you need. If you go in with two or three and they handle the two or three questions you had, you're out of luck and you look kind of foolish at the end. Go in with five to 10, go in with eight questions, go in with a healthy enough number that you can have a direction you take the conversation at the end even if you've handled some of your initial questions. Okay, so let's get into a couple of those questions. I'm going to give you six. I want you to think of more, but this will get you going in the right direction. Remember, our focus and our frame is on, is this the right fit for you for the next six months in an internship when you only get so many shots? There are other opportunities out there. You need to make sure this is the one you need. So let's ask questions that drive to that answer. Number one, What type of responsibilities and expectations do you have for interns at your organization that aren't mentioned in the job description? Drive deeper, push deeper. A lot of times job descriptions are written to be really fluffy, to make it sound really good and appealing, to get more people in. Drive a little deeper. What type of responsibilities and expectations do you have for interns at your organization outside of what you've posted in the job description? You want to drive deep into what their expectations are for the role and where it you fit in the whole process of things. 
You know, I I would also there's another one just off the top of my head too as we're going because I have six outlined, but we're gonna there's sometimes things are gonna pop up and we gotta talk about them. You might want to ask how big is the internship class, how many other people are gonna be a part of it, so that you have an idea of the the group and growth that you can have. That's a that's not a terrible question, but let's get into number two. Okay, are there cross training opportunities in multiple departments? Or are interns isolated to a particular group? So internships, one of the greatest things about internships is that you get exposed to a lot of opportunities. That's why I always talk a lot about minor league baseball. You do a lot of different things. But some internships, they might view it as, oh, no, 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 you're, you're the marketing intern and you're going to only do this thing in email marketing to help us out. Or they might say, oh, yo, you're a sales intern, so you're just going to be you know, running papers for the sales department. Or you know, you're in media relations, so you're going to do X. What you want to find out is, is there an opportunity to learn other departments? Is there an opportunity to get cross-trained, see what's out there? Because you're still in this mode of discovery. You want to see all the options available. You might say to yourself, hey, I want to work in the broadcast media. But you might not know specifically what within the broadcast media. You go do an internship, you get exposed to a lot of opportunities that can set you up for future success. If you're later in your career, maybe you're a senior and you have some more clarity then, well, maybe then you can zero in and say, I want to do specific internship in this area. But when you're first starting out, what I would say is you want to look for opportunities to be cross-trained. You want to go in, you might say, I I want to work in the NFL. We go work for an NFL team. Do you want, you want to take on a lot of different roles. You want to do a lot of different types of things so you can be exposed to what's out there and build a lot of different skills up. I think you should want to ask that. I think you should want to know that. Are there cross-training opportunities in multiple departments or are we isolated to a particular group? Are interns kept into a particular group? Okay. Number three, what does the training and professional development look like for interns? This will drive at how serious they are about their internship program. Most really good internships have a plan for their interns. They want to teach them professional development. They want to expose them to a lot of different people that they can network with and grow with. They train them on skills. They have a plan for them that they hit benchmarks on. They are, they are graded out. They are uh, uh, you know, monitored and watched and trained and helped. And, and there's progress that happens there. It's not just, I don't know, we have work to do and we're going to put an intern on whatever work needs to be done that day. No, you want a company that has a plan for their interns. They've done this before. They know how to maximize the experience. If you ask, what does a training and professional development look like for interns? That shows that you want to grow and learn, but it also shows you're not willing to just take in a fly-by-night internship. You want to do something that's going to set you up for success, and I think that's important. Number four. Is there a history of past interns becoming full-time employees? Okay, the goal here in any job, any internship, is to have it lead to a full-time job. Doesn't happen all the time, but you want to know if it's a possibility or not. Have you ever hired your interns before? It'll, it'll figure out, like, how much do they value people in this process? How much do they trust their own training? Like, if they're not hiring their own interns, then they must not do a very good job at developing interns. Right? Because I'll tell you what, when I've had interns before at any of my previous jobs, those people were the ones that I wanted to hire afterwards because I knew they were trained in our systems. I knew what their strengths and weaknesses were. They were a known commodity and I can I can work with that. If you go an intern interview at a company and they don't hire any of their past interns, you have to think they don't even really trust their process. They just are hiring people to come in and do some grunt work that they don't really want to do themselves. You know, certain jobs and tasks that they don't want to take on. So my advice to you is, if they've never hired interns before, then they don't trust their own program for developing people. And is that something you want to be a part of? Now, 
If their answer is yes, that gets us to question number five. You ask, if yes, are there certain traits or qualities that made them stand out? Now, if it's at a pretty large organization, you know, like I had at CNN or, or ESPN or Fox Sports or any of these major teams, they bring in a lot of interns e- each year. You know, a team may hire 30, 40 interns for each, each season. So if they hire them, that means they pick them cream of that group. Those are the best people. So you want to know, what was it that made them stand out? Why were they the one that got chosen? It's not just availability. They did something. They had some skill. They did something. And I think when you're in the, there's a two, two-pronged benefit to this. Not only do you need to know it, you need to know what are those things that made this person stand out that you've hired in the past, but you also want to send the message to the person interviewing you is like, I'm looking at this with a long-term lens. This isn't just an internship that I'm going to check the box, say that I did it and put it on my resume. I want to be thinking about how can I step into a full-time role in my future if this is someplace you want to be. I think that's really important to narrow in on what are those things that people were able to do, the certain traits, those certain qualities that made them stand out to you. I think that shows a great aptitude on your part and would be really powerful for you to know. Sends the right message and gives you the right message. Okay, and the final one, number six. What does a typical week look like for an intern on this team? Get into the specifics. Try to dry, drag into as specific as you can. Now, you might have had some conversations about this in, in, in the interview process, but if you haven't, you better end up, I mean, like if, if I knew somebody was going on an internship interview, like if literally somebody messaged me today and said, hey, I have an interview tomorrow with the Boston Red Sox for an internship opportunity, I, uh, you know, I'd love to talk to you about it afterwards. The first question I would ask them is, okay, did you figure out what your typical week will be like? You got to know that. And if it doesn't come up in the conversation, you have to know what the priorities of the job are. You have to know what they're driving at. Now think about this. You accept an internship, you show up, and you're like stuffing envelopes for eight hours a day. Again, I'm being somewhat hyperbolic, but I'm, and I'm not saying there isn't any value to come out of that. There, there probably are some ways we could come up with value there. But you just want to know, like, is that what I'm going to be doing for the next six months? Like, what, am I, what are the other things that are going to come up on this? What am I going to come out of this with? If there were certain things that I'm expecting to learn from this, do I have an opportunity to learn them? These are important things you need to drive into. You got to understand, you know, exactly what is a week-to-week kind of ex- expectation, a typical week on this, on this gig. And it might be like, you're going to be on game night. And you're going to be doing any one of these five tasks and you're going to be doing this. And, then, and they might give you a really great answer. It might get you more excited. But if they can't answer that, if they can't articulate and they just say it changes from week to week, still try to dig dig into, well, can you give me a a general idea of what week to week may look like? Not holding you to it, just curious what those responsibilities can be. What do they fluctuate between? Are there five major departments? Are there five major tasks? Like just try to get into some specifics because if you take this gig, think about it. It's opportunity cost versus opportunity benefit. If you take this opportunity, that means you're not taking something else that could be better. And you only have so many shots at this to do internships when you're in college. So don't waste it. Make sure you are particular during the interview process. Make sure you ask a lot of questions. It not only shows curiosity, which is a good thing, shows where you want to head, shows your motivation, the way you think through things, sends the right message for you, but it also is getting back information. So often when you are asking questions on a job interview, it's somewhat to impress the other person. You want to prove to them that you think big about the business and you care about culture and you care about revenue and you care about how they execute on certain plans or whatever it may be. 
is to send that lasting message to them that, you know, you're the right fit because you think about this business in a strong and powerful way. On an internship, I actually think your questions are really, really focused towards your own benefit. Every question I'm asking is regarding whether this is the right opportunity for me. I think that's really super important. Again, can't reiterate this enough. When you are on an internship, you only get so many shots at that. Don't waste it on a bad opportunity. I did that in college. Totally serious. I did one internship and it was a complete, complete, complete waste of my time. I was transcribing. I thought it was a broadcast internship. It ended up like I was transcribing videos all day. It was not fun and it was a waste. And I kept thinking afterwards, like, oh, I could have been doing other internships that would have gained me so much more. So you live, you learn, you move on. But now I'm trying to give you the tools to prepare for that beforehand, before you make the mistake. Get yourself armed and ready with these questions. Get ready to perform. Get ready to make sure this internship fits your needs. And then you'll be in a better position to accept, knowing what's at stake. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. I have a great slate of interviews coming up this month. I just interviewed Scott O'Neill, who is the president and CEO of the of Harris Blitzer Sports and Entertainment. And if you don't know who they are, you're crazy. They own the, the Philadelphia 76ers and the New Jersey Devils and multiple other businesses in the area, Philly, the Sixers Innovation Lab, all kind of cool stuff. Uh, Prudential Arena, such a cool, I mean, I'm telling you, Scott has a book coming out and it is amazing. It's really, really good. I got an advanced copy of it and this was probably one of my favorite interviews ever. That won't come out until June because we do talk about his book a lot and then we have to wait for the book to be released. But then I've got a list of six interviews I'm doing this month, including one tomorrow that I'm super geeked up about, but I'm, I won't tell you about it until later. Uh, so a lot of good things coming. Make sure you keep tuned in, paying attention, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff because we want you right here. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have an awesome Monday. 